podcast intent for information on educational purposes only, not for the purpose of rendering medical advice. As always, information should be pulled from multiple credible sources. Cross reference wormlet your almost accurate hypothesis. Evans can support always seek the advice of a physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any question regarding a medical condition. <gasps> this is the actual PT podcast, where actual problems meet actual evidence, producing actual results. And your hosts, Troy Lind and Taylor Flocken. Do you hear that? Because it sounds like another episode of the actual PT Podcast, all from your host with some of the most, Taylor Flocken and T-Roy Lynn. So today we are hitting back at the back with our second episode in the Lumbar series. So if you haven't checked out that first one, go ahead and uh, give her a listen. Now, uh, Troy, what, uh, what exactly are we talking about today? First of all, good to be here as always. And today, as Taylor said, we're talking about the back. And in spe- uh, specifically, we're talking. We are introducing the two major schools of thought or approaches for treating the back within the physical therapy realm. That these two methods or schools of thought are the black box model or the provocation-based model and the pathoanatomical model. Okay. Now, in this episode, we're going to be talking specifically about the pathoanatomical model, and the black box model will come later in the next episode. So stay tuned for that so that you can understand the two schools of thought. Yes, yes. And so with that pathoanatomic model we're talking about today, the main idea behind it is to try and identify some specific structure that isn't behaving right within the body. And this could be tendon, ligament, muscle, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But and this normally works, though, pretty good in uh, the, you know, the limbs, the arms, and the legs. But whenever we come to the spine, there's, a, there's some greater challenges there. And this includes both in identifying the structure and figuring out the best course of action to treat it. And, uh, Troy, uh, tell us a little bit more about some of the sh- troubles that we have with identifying specific things. So, as you said, there's so much going on. So, with the pathoanatomical model, as Taylor just said, we're trying to identify, so... Let's say your back pain is caused from pulling a muscle or muscle spasm or um, something, the, di- the specific disc being out of whack or something to that nature. But what the biggest problem is, is there's such a sheer volume of structures within and around the lower back that it's extremely hard to identify the exact pain producer. I mean, if you just look at the amount of muscles that are there, you have the entire, and this is going to be a little in the weeds for some of you, but you have the erector spinae group, you have latissimus dorsi, you have the glutes right there. I mean, there's so many different just muscles alone to identify. So there's no specific special test of maneuvers that we can do to tell certainly that this disc or this muscle or this ligament is exactly what's causing the problem. Um, examples of that is even when we do EMG studies, um, we, we're trying to, spe- like even the uh, specific manual muscle test we do to uh, specifically target a said muscle actually activates several muscles at one time. So it's even hard to identify exactly what muscle we're using. So that being said, even even imaging such as x-rays, CTs, and MRIs aren't even helpful in identifying the pain-generating source. The only thing that is consistent with imaging is that we can, we can identify age-related changes that occur. So there are studies that compared MRIs of people with and without back pain, and the only thing that was consistent was the number of abnormalities that increased with back pain. And these abnormalities were osteophytes, stenosis, uh, disc bulges, or 
herniation, stuff of that nature. And the only, as I said, the only thing that we could find that was consistent was these are things only increased with age, not necessarily with pain or lower back pain specifically. One exact example is a study that found that 85 to 90% of people over the age of 50 showed evidence of disc degeneration. So that goes to show that not every single per elderly over the age of 50 is walking around with back pain. So how do 85 to 90% of them have degeneration of the disc? So because of these faults with uh, identifying the exact structure being ca uh, causing the pain or even the imaging results, it leads to an inability to predict pain based off of the results. So it raises several questions of what exactly is causing this in normal, healthy adults or even in painful adults. So, Taylor, uh, can you give us a little bit more insight in that possibly? Yeah, yeah, Troy. Um, there was a, another study that done that. It, well, all they did is they just took, you know, regular MRIs of people across years and years of their life. It just MRIs of their back specifically. And what was interesting is that the only new findings were age related. And this was seen in every single participant, regardless of whether these participants suddenly developed new back pain or not. There were no changes from before and after that could not be attributed to just, you know, basic age related changes, like you were saying. And this kind of just kind of further drives home the point that most of the major medical professions, you know, radiology, uh, medicine, they they don't recommend imaging for low back pain for most people. The American College of Radiology specifically says, and I'm directly quoting here, it is now clear that uncomplicated acute low back pain and or radiculopathy is a benign self-limited condition that does not warrant any imaging studies. And Troy's going to give us a definition of that uh, self-limited here in a minute. And just so we're, you know, kind of covering all of our bases of, you know, when is imaging needed? Uh, the American College of Radiology also says, and this is also a direct quote, imaging is considered in those patients who have had up to six weeks of medical management and physical therapy that resulted in little or no improvement in their back pain. And the reason behind that is, you know, if we're not changing the pain in any way it could be a little bit of a red flag maybe there's something going on there that's not musculoskeletal or nerve related and so at the end of the day imaging it's just not going to be helpful for most people who just have a sudden onset of low back pain and that's sometimes a challenging thing to explain because it makes sense you know people want to know exactly what muscle or nerve or disc is happening but at this point in time it's usually just a waste of that time and money. And now, Troy, uh, just to kind of jump back to what we were talking about earlier in that uh, uh, statement from the American College of Radiology, tell us a little bit about uh, self-limiting pain. So self-limiting, as it's proposed by the American College of Radiology, is actually pain. It's just saying that back pain either resolves on its own or it does not cause or lead to other health-related health related issues. So what's that saying is that majority of patients, the biggest problem is that the majority of patients, your back pain will majority of the time in two weeks self-resolve, which means that even if you are seeing physical therapy, if you're not seeing physical therapy, if you're just slapping uh, some Ben Gay or Icy Hot, Icy Hot on it, a large majority of back pain will resolve within two weeks on its own, 
or if it doesn't, if it does stay, it usually just stays right around the lower back. It, it, can't, it normally doesn't cause other issues such as um, any other muscle strains or any other imbalances. Yeah, exactly. And this means basically that most people are going to get better no matter what. You know, If they just have a sudden onset of back pain, it's probably going to resolve within two weeks. This, however, does not mean that there are not things we can do to speed up this process, uh, decrease the pain. And there's also doesn't mean that there aren't things we can do to reduce the chances of this becoming a more chronic long-term issue. This, however, the fact that back pain is self-limiting and does resolve usually on its own pretty quickly, it complicates you know the world of research and figuring out the best possible uh, treatment to do it. And we're not quite there yet. We still have a lot of stuff we need to learn before we can really uh, treat everything as quickly as possible, especially if we're going to be using a pathoanatomic model. Yes, yeah, so as Taylor said, really the world of lower back pain is kind of a mystery in the pathoanatomical model. I mean, that's not to say that there isn't muscles that may be tight and muscles that may be weak that are happening within everybody's body. I mean, we all have issues that we need to address, but it does raise res several red flags within the pathoanatomical method of treatment of physical therapy of exactly what you're trying to address with attacking several specific muscles at a time. Now, to get the other side of things, stay tuned for the next episode, which is going to be the black box model, and we'll dive in a little bit more about how the other side of things get treated. And uh, just a side note of the day, Taylor, did you know that the heart oh. of a shrimp is located in its head? The heart of a shrimp is located in its head? Is that what you just said? Yes. 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 <laughs> what? Yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, I uh, did know that one. <laughs> you did actually. Wow, that's fascinating. You're a, you must be a no, no. I did not. Did oh, did did not. Okay. Did not. I am okay. I am not a zoologist. Uh, no, uh, sir. Zoologist Taylor. Good to know. Good to know. Good to <laughs> no, know. no, no, no. I don't think you're understanding me. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, thank you everyone for uh, listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please give us a comment. Give us a rating. Let us know how you're liking things. And, uh, yeah, um, that's all it is for this episode. Stay tuned next time, like Troy said, for that black box model. So, with that being said, uh, Troy, let's uh, go ahead and sign off here. Uh, we just all want to remind you to always stay classy. Actual P.T. Nation. <laughs>